Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get the right open music when even Mike Rice is head bobbing and beating on the air drums. You know that's the case. That is the case. I love this open. I could come in in a cranky old mood when I fill in for you guys. I hear this and it's like, you know what, life's all right. Yeah, we we rarely. Well, I'll speak for me. I rarely come in in a cranky mood, but this does sort of get me going. It does get you going. Yeah. Welcome to the show, 9.07, the time on this uh, Friday. It is the 29th of January, 2021. And we are back at it, Logan Lewis. Uh, Dave Logan, Mike Rice, sitting in today for both Rick Lewis and Kathy Lee. Rick's going to be back with me on Monday. Kathy's going to have a couple of days off next week with uh, with a medical procedure. Good to see you. I haven't, I haven't seen you. I can't even remember the last time I saw you. It's been a you. bit. It has been a while. It's been a bit. Yes, it has. How you been? I've been well. The question is, how are you? I mean, oh honestly, gosh, listen, man, you've been through the ringer, my friend. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, and I've said it before in the air. I can't remember where I got this phrase, but it's just just been my time and my family's time in the box. Mm-hmm. And we, and I think everybody individually and probably collectively as a family, you you do your time in the box yeah. where it's just like everything, you know. Just happens, seems to happen in threes. So hopefully, my my hope is that 2021 uh, turns out to be a hell of a lot better in, in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Not only for me and my family, but for a lot of people yeah. out there and families as well. Yeah, that it's the non-zombie apocalypse year. I think I hit that on the name, I right on the head, did. man. I think you did. I think I came up with that like in... Uh, Millennial Grant, by the way, here as well, should get his own introduction. He should. <laughs> That's okay. When, when, when's the first time you remember me? It was like in it was like April. March or April, yeah. right? Yeah, I would say probably midway through April when we realized that it wasn't going to be a couple of weeks till this thing was over. Yeah. I think that's when you first coined it. You know where, where, I, where I got the idea? The two or three friends of mine, coaching friends, we, in the offseason of high school football, we would meet um, every Saturday – Mm-hmm. To at Starbucks to chop it up and just yeah. you know enjoy a little fellowship. Yep. You know because at that point 
any call you make is a good call, right? You don't have to worry about third and six. Why'd you run this? Because <laughs> or the timeout, you or the didn't timeout take. you didn't take, <laughs> or 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 Johnny who broke up uh, with with Sally right yeah. before the game and uh-huh. was crying in the locker room, and he's your starting quarterback. Um, so, but no, we were sitting over there in that little shop at little strip mall that we sit, and normally it is bustling. It is full of cars. It is full of people. We like to sit outside when it's warm enough. It was like a ghost town. I mean, there weren't any cars and there weren't any people. Mm -hmm. And I said, this is kind of like the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. (laughs) You know? That's pretty much right on. Pretty much what it's been. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Mike Rice again, uh, happy to have him with us. And again, uh, you know the format. We're going to hang out till noon talking about a number of things. We'll talk a little bit about sports, a little bit about the Broncos. Mike, of course, with... Jack Corrigan, uh, they call Rockies games here on KOA News Radio. So we do want to delve into the Rockies a little bit. There are some interesting uh, uh, rumblings. I don't know if they're coming from 20th and Blake, but there are rumblings out there in terms of who might or who might not be here this year and or next year. So we we definitely want to talk about that. Um, everything appears to be status quo with respect to uh, doing yesterday's show and now today, no, no, I, I haven't seen any definitive word on anything happening with Matthew Stafford from the Broncos' standpoint. Doesn't mean they're not involved in the deal. Just means that uh, Detroit has not yet decided as to what they will do. Avs got a good win last night. Uh, I believe they played the Sharks. Mm-hmm. And again, just to sort of rub it in. And I do love Comcast. I've been a Comcast guy forever. Couldn't see the Avs last night. Couldn't see him. Uh, it's uh, I, and I don't. Are you a Comcast guy? Yeah, and I don't have. And I, I'll be honest, we've we've liked the the service, the the products that that we've gotten through Comcast. So yeah, they me, haven't me mistreated too. us no, per se, and I either. haven't had any complaints about what they've offered and all that. But I will say, at some point, I mean, get a deal done. And I again, I don't know the ins and outs, and I know that Altitude's perspective is this, that, and the other, and Comcast's perspective is this, that, and the other, and I don't know if there are ulterior motives from Comcast's perspective about what their goals are for the market or regional sports networks. I, I understand. I'm not being naive to the bigger issues at play, but just as a consumer and as a fan, it's like, yeah, I, I mean, I can't, we, we can't turn on the TV and watch our Nuggets and Avs. Yeah. And it's 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 just a dis, it's just disappointing. Yeah, and, and I have, uh, and this thing's, you know, been going on for a while. I've had I've had people um, reach out from both sides, and we've had really good conversations. And um, I, I talked to I won't say which side this conversation took place on, but back even in the spring, after about two months of of not being able to watch the Abs nor the Nuggets on Comcast, and I was told, you know what, don't hold your breath, and when this thing's going to get settled. Yeah. Ba- basically, that was the message. So, but both sides, um, you know, when you talk to them individually, both sides say all the right things. They, we want to get a deal done. We feel like we've made a fair offer. We're willing to come back to the table. But we still sit here in late January without a deal. And it sounds like the issues just based on, on that are just the same for each side when it comes right down to it. Well, from Comcast's side, this is what, the challenges are, and then from altitude side, it's like, well, this is this is our perspective on it. So I don't, 
I'm not actually optimistic. I don't have any inside info. You, I'm sure, have much more than I do. I'm not really all that optimistic a deal is going to get done anytime soon. No, I think I think not. I mean, is it going to take the you know the the Kroenke group ba- not bailing, but deciding you know what we don't want to be in the TV business anymore? I don't know. I I you know I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm offering to to play with their money. I'm offering to play. <laughs> I, I, I would love to be a mediator. Yeah, and see if we could sit down in the room and get a deal. And the agreement would be: Listen, we'll, we're going to bring in BLTs for sure. Maybe some chips. No mayo. Guaranteed an apple. No mayo on the side. On the side, okay. But we're going to sit in here until we get a deal done. You're going to need a bunch po- of BLTs. Potty breaks are welcome. <laughs> you know, our our intent is to get a deal done. Yeah, it's really That's, it's tough. You know. it, it, I because I miss watching the Nuggets and Avs. I do too. I do too. I keep thinking, okay, because you know we get the emails. Through, through the station, and obviously you can go online and get the schedule. Oh, the Avs are playing tonight. Oh, well, that's good. That's another game I won't be able to watch. Yeah. Speaking of that, the Nuggets play the Spurs tonight. Yeah, and that's right? another game we won't be able to watch. Nuggets are, are playing pretty good basketball right now. They've won, I think it is five in a row. So they go for six in a row tonight against the Spurs. Um, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Super Bowl action. By the way, Benjamin Albright, our uh, NFL insider, will join us at 936. He's down in Mobile, Alabama. I'm sure just kicking it up, watching the seniors. I have you. Do you watch any of that on? I don't watch. NFL I try and Network. follow Ryan and Ben because I yeah, I really like what what they've done down there and they're knowledgeable and. No, I do too. But no, I I got to be honest. And the, the whole comp, you know, watching the combine workouts on TV that never has been something. In passing, I'll watch. I I I'll watch it. Of course, they're not going to have it this year. But it's never been Senior Bowl is a little bit different because it's an actual game. game situation, yeah, and practices and all that. But I, I, I tend to read more than I watch when it comes to off-season football. So it's just me. Um, I, I do think when, when I sit there watching some of the drills, and I, I, you know what, I'm thinking, how many nerds, yeah, are doing what I'm doing right now? None. I, I just I mean, yeah, probably yeah. probably not many. You know. I'm a self-acknowledged football nerd. No, but I, um, you know, just just to familiarize myself with some of the players and yeah. and see some of the drills. And you know, I think back. I, I got selected to play in the Senior Bowl a long time ago, and um, interestingly enough, I could not play in the Senior Bowl because there's a fifteen hundred dollar stipend, at least there was back then, that each player receives. Once you receive that money, this this is one of the one of the beefs I have with the NCAA. Once you receive that money, you're ineligible. You're no longer an amateur athlete. So I was playing on the CU basketball yeah. team. So I couldn't. Yeah, that's not you know, right. I mean, I, wouldn't go to, I wasn't going to go down there and spend a week down there anyway, um, which may or may not have been a smart thing to do with respect to the NFL draft. But I figured, hey, I, you, you've got me on tape, so you pretty much know what I can do. So. But um, but you also didn't want to bail on your team at that point. I didn't right? want to That's bail right, on the basketball right, team. It's right in the middle of the basketball season, or yeah. at least right before it. Yeah. I guess it would be in the middle of it, right? Jan- uh, January, yeah. February. Yeah, I mean, it was it, right right before conference play started. Yeah. Right, you played all your non-conference games. And uh, so I don't know if they changed that or not. Is it still 1500 bucks to uh, per player? I've got to think. I mean, that was back in the late 70s. So, so I've got to think that maybe maybe it's a little bit more. Right, um, 
We will see. So um, 303-713-8585. Dave Logan and Mike Rice with you. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the NFL draft coming up as well. Broncos right now with pick number nine. Okay, so I'm just going to ask you. Well, there's nobody else here to ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I mean, you can ask other people, but they can't answer. No, well, they could call. Do you think the Broncos will make a legitimate effort to trade for either Deshaun Watson or Matthew No Stafford? question. Both? No. Watson only. Stafford only. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> yep, I, I think they've come to the and again, I'm speaking for them, so this is just conjecture. This is you. Yes. Um I think they know their chances of getting Deshaun Watson are very small. I think they've got more than a puncher's chance on Matthew Stafford. Now, they they've been very smart about this because you don't you don't hear I mean, you don't hear George Payton. And, and George Payton, and I've been told this uh, from guys that have been in the league a long time that are familiar with George, really good guy, grinder, works hard, first one in the building, last one out, loves tape. I mean, all the characteristics that you want from a general manager of an NFL team. He's going to put time in. That said, I've also been told by the two people that I talked to about George Payton, don't expect him to be given, you know, just little tidbits of information. He'll answer questions, but he's not overly effusive. He's a football guy. So with that knowledge, it's been interesting to see how the Broncos have kind of handled this situation because you haven't heard anything from them, which I think is smart. Let's just say they're working behind the scenes to try to get Matthew Stafford. And let's just say it doesn't work out. All right? Well, then you move forward with Drew Locke or, or plan B. And so you don't have to then. But if you're out there and you say yes, if you're asked a question, hey, are you interested in Matt Stafford? And George Payton said, for sure, we are. Well, you lose your leverage. Well, but to me, you also, if you don't get Matthew Stafford, yeah. now you have you have a little bit of an issue of trying to resurrect Drew Locke. No doubt. So. But do you, so you think they would, that, that their desire is to acquire Stafford? I, I. I think they I think they would have an interest depending on what the price is. I think they're in the business of making their team better yep. fast. Fast. Fast, yeah. Fast. Seven two oh three seven six Stafford's going to Indy. That could happen. Yeah. That could happen. Uh Indy was the odds on favorite until day before yesterday, at least in Vegas with one sports book. The Broncos, for whatever the reason, and we talked about this on the show, bounced in front of the Colts. And the last time we looked, the Broncos, based on that sports book's props bet numbers, were the favorite mm-hmm. to land Matthew Stafford. What do you think the price tag is? I mean, obviously there's a financial component here, right, which is huge given Stafford's deal. But in terms of either players and or draft picks, I suppose there are different ways to uh, – Structure it depending on what Detroit's, you know, more interested in draft picks or maybe a kind of a, a prime time kind of player or an upper echelon player. I don't know. I, I they're not going to. On the one hand, I don't see him giving him away, but I mean they've already said it's he's not he's not going to be with us. We're cutting ties, so they kind of yeah lost some of their leverage. I would think. I, I think the Lions feel like they can hold out 
and leverage one team against the other and more than likely get a first-round draft choice in so? that bag. Yeah, I do. This I year? Do. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the Colts pick in the 20s. Yeah, if I, I mean, would not you, surprise me. I, I would do that in a heartbeat. Right. If I'm the Colts, would you? If you're the Broncos, would you give up the ninth pick? I would do everything I could not to. Yeah. But um, if it came down to it, and that was enough to make the deal work, depending on what else I had to give up, I would entertain that. I really would. And and certainly at nine, you're going to get a good player. At least you you think you think you are. And it's not like the Broncos don't need good players. I mean, they need a cornerback. There's talk about inside linebacker, which I find really interesting. Um, you know, I, I I thought they had pretty solid play from Alexander Johnson and from Josie Jewell, but mm-hmm. you do see some speculation from some of the prognosticators that maybe inside linebacker at the ninth pick might be – and maybe they look at uh, – they want somebody that's a playmaker. You know, they – Broncos defense didn't make a lot of plays last year in terms of game-changing plays, right? They didn't they didn't no. take the ball away nearly as much as I'm sure Big Fangio would have liked. So you look for playmakers, guys that that uh, well, just that that are playmakers on defense. Well, and you're also going to have some work to do in the secondary, right? I don't know if AJ Boye is going to be going to be back at 13 million. I don't know. I mean, is Jarrell Casey going to be back at 11 up front? I don't know about that. And then the Justin Simmons question again is out there this offseason. If if you go long term with him, that's a huge number right there. And then Dave, the Vaughn Miller question. I mean, is Vaughn Miller back with this team? Do they ask him to restructure in some way? Yeah. Big question. I mean, Stafford. If if you bring Stafford in, I'm looking at his contract right now. You're basically making a two year commitment. You've got 2021 when he's 33 years old, and then 2022. Cap hit is $33 million next year, 26 the year after, uh, and then the dead cap goes down to $3 million in 2023. You could get out of that. He'll be a free agent after in after 2023. Yeah. But you're basically looking at a financial commitment of two years. It was like Rick and I talked about yesterday. There, there may be two um, divergent paths of thought within – the UC Health Center out there. I mean, Vic Fangio and his staff, and, and most coaches are like this. I mean, they they want guys that are going to help them win now, right now. And this is a big year coming up for the staff. And I don't think it's any earth shattering news that um, if they're not they got to win, if they're not, yeah. And I mean, they they've got to, I think, probably make the playoffs or be very very close uh, in order for the staff to to be brought back. But George Payton, maybe you know. He's on a different plane, so to speak. He's got a six-year deal. His job is to retool and rebuild this roster to where year in and year out, this team can be a competitive playoff caliber team. So does he have the sense of urgency to go out and try to make a deal now that would enable the Broncos to win? He wants to win, but to make a deal that would enable the Broncos to win this year? I don't know. I mean, I think all parties will say the right things, I just think they may view this just a little bit differently. I would think so. And if if I'm Vic, I'm thinking we we got we we have to make the playoffs. And well, I think Vic knows that. Yeah, I, there's no doubt. And so, you know, from that standpoint, there's there's a ton of urgency. I I I guess I think Stafford next year would be an upgrade over Locke. 
the the thing I'm trying to get a handle on, and I don't know this, is you know, how good is Drew Locke going to be? It's okay that you don't know it, yeah, but know. they don't know it either. <laughs> I know they don't know it. That's the problem. That, that's the. I mean, that's the great unknown. Yeah, he, I, he's he's shown signs throwing the ball of of having really significant arm talent, but I mean, you're going to base, you know, you're going to base feeding your family on that, and that that's what this comes down to for from the coach's standpoint, um, in, in being able to to win next year and and being able to stay here and move forward and. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see exactly so, what happens. So you are of the mind that they will make a hard push for Stafford. Um, I'm of the mind that they will do more than just kick the tire. I think they will they will take a good long look at it. I don't know how George Payton nor Vic Fangio feel about Stafford. Right. I mean, Fangio coached for the Bears for a long time. Had to come up with game plans two times a year to deal with Stafford. Payton was in the same division. Um, so I don't I don't know personally how they view Matt Stafford. I'm just talking about how they view the quarterback position currently in Denver. And I I, I would have to think that, and I've said this before, you know, you've come to the conclusion that for whatever the reason, next year, we, if you're one of the coaches, cannot give the ball away as much as we did this year. We're dead last in the league. Yeah. And everybody's gonna get fired. So I say if they, I think you, I think you also though you got to kick the tires on Watson and see what the price tag is. Well, I love Deshaun Watson. I mean, I don't think that I don't think they're in play there, but oh, I'm I don't know if yeah. I mean, I don't know if realistically they're in play, but I think you, I think to, you at least make the call. Yep. And say seven two zero three seven six. You had protests and petitions for high school football. None of that is occurring for the Nuggets or the Avs. Uh. I, I suppose. As far as like getting a deal done between yeah. Comcast. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I, I just think, I mean, there, there's a there's a real business side to the Comcast altitude situation that I'm not sure is 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 equivalent on the high school level. Hmm. 719361, unless I misunderstood him, Albright feels like there's a strong possibility of Stafford and the Niners. He'd be a great fit in Shanahan's offense with those weapons. I completely agree. Completely. And I said this, and again, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, immediately following the Super Bowl of last year, um, was it last year when the Niners played the Chiefs? Yeah. You know, watching the game and then going back and and looking at the tape of the game, uh, you, you know, in the NFL, you only get there so many times, right? I mean, if you get to the Super Bowl, you have to maximize your opportunities. San Francisco had the right game plan defensively. They just had a quarterback that with four or five plays, easy plays to make. I'm not talking about spectacular plays. I'm talking about plays where you just have to see it and and trust it and throw it. Garoppolo was nowhere to be found. Yeah, folded. I mean, it was I mean that performance, and I think he's a good player, but that performance to me, if I'm Kyle Shanahan and or John Lynch. I can't get that performance out of my mind moving forward. And if I have a chance to get a better player, I'm going to get a better player. 928 the time. Dave Logan, Mike Rice in for Rick Lewis and Kathy Lee. This is Logan Lewis on KOA News Radio.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. time on uh, KMA News Radio. Good morning. Last day of the week. Getting ready for a weekend without football. Better get used to that. We've got one more weekend with football. And then uh, not so much for the NFL. Although there are plenty of other things as we segue into talking with Benjamin Albright, our NFL, KOA NFL insider. Brought to you by Coloradans for Responsible Energy Development. You can get the facts on how oil and gas is benefiting Colorado and all Coloradans at cred.org. That is C-R-E-D dot org. I'm not sure what Ben and Ryan have been doing in Mobile. I honestly have never been to Mobile. But um, I'm not sure how the nightlife is or the morning life or the afternoon life or any other life. But we're fixing to find out. Benjamin, it's Dave Logan and Mike Rice. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, sir. How are you, gentlemen? You know, we are a scrumpty dump. How, how are things in Mobile? Well, obviously, all this late-night Bible studying that Ryan and I have done, and definitely not gone anywhere near the bar scene, has been uh, has been fantastic. Yeah, your voice tells me that it's it's uh, you've stayed away from late-night bar scenes. Yeah, <laughs> Abs- absolutely. So, so I mean, you've covered a, a number of Senior Bowl weeks before. Now, with uh, in the midst of COVID nineteen and all the restrictions, how how different is it for you, and what kind of access? Uh, do you do you have this year as opposed to what you have been used to? Um, it, it is a lot different this year. Uh, and in terms of access to the to the players themselves, it's severely limited. Uh, a lot of the Zoom call type stuff. You know, credit to Jim Nagy for pulling this thing off in the middle of a pandemic to begin with. But uh, it certainly was a lot more limited in terms of what you were able to do with the interactivity. You know, I'm used to being able to go out there on the field after uh, after a practice, snag a couple players, sit them down, and, and have a chat. And right. you know, we just aren't able to do that this year. They also they also segregated the. Uh, you know, the actual team personnel from the media a bit this year at opposite sides of the stadium. Now I just kind of hopped the fence and went on over there anyway. But, um, you know, most of the people were, most of the media was pretty segregated from uh, from team personnel. So do the teams also, 
uh, have different protocols in place when evaluating these guys and, and talking with them? There are uh, some t- some scouts that were sent ahead of time to kind of bubble in the hotel that could like be there in the room and kind of do the one-on-ones and that stuff. But for the most part, yeah, they were segregated from these players. Interesting. So um, who has, if anybody, before they play this weekend, who has sort of stood out to you and what, what has interested you most in terms of your time down there with respect to some of these young guys? Well, I think there's a good crop of guys down here. It's important to remember the Senior Bowl is usually kind of that second tier of player. You know, the guys who are going to be drafted in the first round at the top tend not to come out here because they've got nowhere to go but down if they had a bad performance. So you tend to get the second tier guys out here. Um, I, I think it's a it's a pretty good year for receivers uh, out here. You've got a, a bunch of good guys that, that can play, especially out of the slot. Uh, you look at Dwayne Eskridge out of out of Western Michigan. I think he's been the best player down here by far. Um, he just showcases a, a you know a speed, a, a knack for route running that uh, uh, you don't normally see out of a guy from a smaller school like that. You usually see a you know an athlete that's a little more raw. This guy's got the the technique down too. So um, you know, pretty excited to, to to see him in the game. Everybody wants to talk quarterbacks, and I think the the star of the showdown here is probably Mac Jones. Um, you know, everybody's familiar with him. I think he cemented himself as probably QB five in this class. There's some other guys in here that have a little bit of potential. Um, you know, I think Jamie Newman, who uh, opted out to play the season because of COVID, uh, transferred from Wake Forest to Georgia. I think he looks pretty good. And, you know, you got Ian Book out of Notre Dame as well. Um, I think this guy probably lies on his dating profile, though. It says he's six feet and shows up 5'9 uh, when the ladies uh, uh, meet him for the date. <laughs> wow. Wow. What about uh, corners? Any guys that, that pop for you that, that you might – be able to see fitting in with the Broncos? Yeah, and, and you know, I looked at DBs this year specifically through the lens of would they fit what Vic Fangio wants. There's two guys down here really, really jumped out at me. Uh, Melifonwu, who's kind of a corner safety hybrid uh, out of Syracuse, um, kind of does a little bit more of maybe what Will Parks does than, than truly at one position or the other, but they played him both at corner and at safety. I think he plays pretty well. He's got great length and he hits. Uh, and then Richie Grant out of Central Florida. That guy's been a stud. I think he's a future replacement for Kareem Jackson. And if they were to get him, uh, he's a ball hawking safety who, who loves to lay the wood on guys. So um, I'm, I was really impressed with him. Hey, let me uh, let me ask you. You had mentioned Ian Book, the quarterback under Notre Dame, and I've seen him. I don't know three or four times this year. Watched him in the first Clemson matchup. Watched him uh, in the Final Four action. Um, and, and I was kind of impressed with his athletic ability. He was a little more athletic. Uh, and mobile than I than I thought he might be. What's what's the what do you think? And what's sort of the the talk amongst scouts with respect to where does a guy like Ian Book fit in in the draft? Well, and most everybody I talked to said you know probably a, a fourth round kind of guy, early fourth round kind of guy. That guy where you start day three, you see him still up there, you go ahead and grab him and bring him in. He does have that, and he's got a quick first step too. Uses that feet to manipulate the pocket, keep those defenders off balance. Uh, not a tree back there, you know, and you kind of need that in the modern NFL. Uh, he did. He took a he took a couple of scrambles in practice and kind of beat guys off the edge. And you like to see that, you know. You like to know he's got the ability to maybe pick up a few yards with his legs. He's not gonna. Nobody's gonna mistake him for Michael Vick anytime soon. But you know, he can go out there and pick up some yardage with his legs. And you got to be able to do that in the modern NFL. Uh, Benjamin, as things stand today for the Broncos, Dave and I were talking about, you know, the ninth pick in the draft. What do you think they will do if the draft were tomorrow? 
panic because well, they're not ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, a bit of a stretch of an exercise there. I, you know, I mean, I think just talking to some people and, and, and talking to some agents, talking to some, some team guys around the league, I think that, you know, they think that the Broncos should probably look at this as kind of a redshirt year almost for George Payton. You know, he's coming into a situation where he doesn't have to hire a new head coach where a lot of general managers do. He can kind of sit back and evaluate the roster and see the direction of things. And it, to that regard, you know, he could trade back out of nine, maybe kind of build the war chest up for future years and roll that stuff forward and always have him a, a larger set. So it, they, they look at positions of need as potentially inside linebacker and corner, but they would suggest that, that maybe trading back out of nine, let somebody get up there and maybe your guy falls in your lap in the in the late teens, or early 20s, and you pick up a couple extra second rounders or maybe a future first rounder, and, and all of a sudden you're sitting pretty for next year as well. We're talking to Benjamin Albright, our uh... – Broncos or KOA NFL insider, excuse me, brought to you by uh, cred.org. Um, let me ask you this and it sort of tags along with what Mike just said. So at nine, the Broncos look for a defensive back or an inside linebacker. I've seen both of those positions um, sort of thrown out there. But with the quarterback spot, as we sit here today, right towards the end of January, as you mentioned, George Payton has a six-year deal uh, he's got a long-term approach, to, not that he didn't want to win now, but he's got a long-term approach to his job. Vic Fangio doesn't necessarily have a long-term approach to his. He he wants to win and needs to win next year. So um, if they bring Drew Locke back, I mean, and again, things can change, but what do we think um, the chances are bringing him back, fortifying the position with a, with a veteran backup, clearly a backup to Drew Locke, or do you, do you think the Broncos legitimately could be in the sweepstakes for either Matthew Stafford or a really long shot in Deshaun Watson? Uh, you know, I, I know that they've made a call uh, on Matt Stafford. You'd be negligent not to. Um, I, I don't know, you know, how close to the top they are on that. Everybody that I've talked to seems to think the Colts or the Niners are going to wind up with Matt Stafford, with maybe even Washington having an outside shot there. But, um, you know, I, I think they, you know, you, you make calls on those players. The general manager make a call on everybody. If you don't, you're, you're negligent in your job. You need to know the price and, and if you're willing to pay it. I just can't see, uh, given that kind of dichotomy, the fact that Peyton's in his first year of a long-term job and. Fangio wants to win now. I, I can't see blowing this whole thing up because then George doesn't have the assets down the line to win this year. And then I can't see going at number nine and taking a quarterback that would be available there, which is probably Trey Lance, and he's a two-year project, uh, which doesn't help you now. So I, I think the the smart move is probably running it back with Locke and, and bringing a veteran in, somebody that maybe, maybe pushes Locke just a little bit. Uh, maybe a guy like Nick Foles. You know, Nick Foles has worked with Pat Sherber before. Uh, you go up to go up Chicago, trade for him, and he He's certainly got the ability to play in the league. You don't want him as a long-term starter, but we've all seen him play, and heck, he won a Super Bowl. So, um, you know, I think that I think something like that for this season makes the most sense. Uh, but if you if you manage to luck into one of those other two quarterbacks at the right price, I mean, I think you got to take it. Yeah, for sure. We had a uh, text before we let you go, Ben. Uh, asked about Mac Jones. Uh, did he hurt his ankle down there? He'd actually hurt the ankle before getting down there. What's what's sort of the word on on Jones? Not only this week. But as Jones uh, and a lot of other players get ready for the draft, where are you projecting him? Uh, late first, early second. Um, he's, he's pretty much QB5 in this class behind uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. 
uh, and the aforementioned Trey Lance. Um, you know, he's, he's kind of a little bit of a tools-limited guy. You know, he's maybe A.J. McCarron 1.5, that kind of thing. You know, um, Brian Hoyer, somebody that you can have is, has the ability to spot start, but probably not your long-term starter in this league. Uh, we saw him move the ball pretty well between the 20s, but he got bogged down a little bit in the, in the red zone just because he lacks that upper-tier velocity. So, um, you know, I, I don't think he's a guy that you want as your long-term starter. I think he's the, he's the Gary Kubiak on your team, not the John Elway. I, I, I agree with that assessment. Josh Fields, Josh Fields, the top 10 pick? Yeah, Fields, Wilson, and, uh, and Lawrence are all going to go top five. I, I think that it just depends on what team trades into two with the Jets. Uh, assuming they move out of two, but I think Wilson goes second, Fields goes third, and I think Lance goes fourth, and I think all four go top ten. Interesting. Uh, ben, good job, uh, you know, uh, working with Ryan, staying out of the bar scene. We're proud of you. Uh, <laughs> there, there is good food in Mobile, at least I've been told, correct? Oh, yeah. I, uh, matter of fact, uh, last night I got myself a big old plate of some uh, some Southern Cooked Alligator down there, so uh, I'm, I'm good to go on the food for a while. Southern Cooked Alligator? Yeah, got myself a southern beer battered alligator. Nice. Sort of tastes yeah. like like chicken. yard bird. I'm no, thinking. it tastes like chicken. I'm sure. Well, that's yard bird. Yeah, it does. Oh. It really does taste. It's like chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> ben, thanks. We'll check in soon. All right, guys. Take care. That's Benjamin Albright, our KOA NFL insider, brought to you by Coloradans for Responsible Energy Development. Get the facts on how oil and gas is benefiting Colorado and all Coloradans at cred.org. That is C R E D dot org. I've actually had gator nuggets, and that they. Pretty much do taste. Have like you really? Chicken. Yeah, I have. I've never had Gator. Millennial Grant, have you had uh, Gator? Oh, it's so good, so good. And I wonder if the Southern cook that Ben was talking about means it's a little Creole or spicy. Mm-hmm. I like I like that spicy stuff. I, I'm not so sure about Gator. What else have you had, Mike? Squirrel? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, can he jump in on the squirrel, squirrel bandwagon? No, I I would not eat squirrel, nor would I eat dog. Well, no, the dog. Where, where, where are we? We're not, I mean, we're, not, we're not in Asia. Well, squirrel. We're, we're, I mean, I, yeah. Squirrel. They eat squirrel here. People I've in Kansas had squirrel do. Squirrel, and it's delicious. You, you've, you've had squirrel. Yeah, squirrel hunting's big back in rural Ohio. Wow. It's like, uh, have you ever had rabbit? I've never yes, had rabbit. I've had rabbit. I don't it's like want rabbit. It's like a little rabbit. greasier version of rabbit. Did you watch Bugs Bunny as a kid? <laughs> I did, and if he tasted that good, I'd eat him too. You know what? I mean? <laughs> oh my God! Nine fifty-five. Expect to hear that? Today. Nor did I on KOA News Radio. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. None. None. It's a good song. Thought it'd be a good upbeat song for a Friday. Just some. Welcome back. Second hour of the show. 10.07 the time. Dave Logan, Mike Rice today in for Rick Lewis and Kathy Lee. Rick's uh, going to be back on the show on Monday. Kathy, uh, a little bit later on next week, we'll welcome her back. So happy to have Mike with us um, for the next couple of hours. Uh, 303-713-8585 is the number. We talked to Benjamin Albright, our Broncos insider, excuse me, our NFL insider from Mobile, Alabama, uh, covering the uh, the Senior Bowl. Um, we'll talk to uh, Jack Corrigan coming up here about an hour from now. Of course, take advantage of uh, having Mike and Jack. They call Rockies games uh, for us on uh, KOA News Radio. There, there are some there are some things going on. In Major League Baseball, there certainly are some rumors mm-hmm. going on. We're, we're all aware of the, the the rumors because if you love baseball, you know what's going on with um, Nolan Arenado and the Rockies. But I've seen in the last probably 30 days some interesting, albeit for me, not such good rumors about Trevor Story. He, he That he, after this upcoming year, can can be a free agent. Yeah, he is scheduled to be that. Yeah. Is that going to be an issue for the Rockies well, and Rockies fans? I, I don't know. I mean, if they get a trade for... I don't I don't personally see both back next year. I don't see You mean how, either or both? You, you mean both in tandem? To, correct. Okay. Because of the money. I, I don't... Because Trevor, I don't know if he's going to cost 35 next year, given all of the financial atmosphere in, in baseball right now. But, I mean, Charlie's at 20, Nolan's at 35, and Trevor's going to be at 23, 25, 26. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing at that point. So, I don't know that the Rockies, and I know people don't want to hear this, I just don't think they can afford those three guys. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. I know. <laughs> I, want, I want you to say something else to make me feel better. Um, but if, if you're... So, of those three, what's what in your mind... What's the pecking order? Well, if I'm running the team, I think keeping Trevor would be the top. I, I hate, I mean, and it's not because I don't want Nolan or think he's less important, but he's older and he's expensive. And I think he's he, you can still get pretty good value for him. There was an interesting uh, article. I can't remember where I read it uh, recently. In fact, last night, about speculation out there that Arenado and the Rockies uh, and the Cardinals mm-hmm. sort of involved in the possibility of making a deal there. Yeah, and and there's some uh, Ken Rosenthal, the Athletic, was among those reporting that. And yeah, I mean, I I think uh, again, if if you're Jeff Breidich, I think you listen to all those people who are calling. I think you have to. I think Nolan knows that. Look, I mean, there's I think it's pretty pretty out there. You know how Nolan has been upset about certain things, and I 
again, given the COVID situation and what that's done economically, I think had COVID not hit, I'd be hard-pressed to see Blackman's story and Arenado stay with this club all priced as highly as they will be next year when story gets some kind of big deal. I mean, someone is probably going to overpay for him because of the position he plays. And, and his, his age. And his age, exactly right. And, 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 and what and he's not done. O- not only is he good with the bat, I mean, he's great in the field. Terrific defensively. I mean, he should be garnering more attention for gold gloves, but that can also, you know, we're biased a little bit here, seeing him every day. So if I had to guess, uh, I think the 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 move that makes the most sense to make, if you can pull it off, and it's difficult, is is a Nolan move. Again, that's not to say I want that to happen because it would be really hard to see Nolan Arenado play for another team just because of who he is and how talented he is. You're not looking for the headline, Mike Rice, Rockies broadcaster, claims Nolan no. Arenado needs to go. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. Details at 10. Detail, no, that would be details <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, that would be my guess. And it's strictly a guess. Based, but I think if if the question is, does Trevor feel like he wants to test the market? Because if he doesn't, then I'd like to think, I mean, just like everybody said before he got this two-year deal, this will be the year number two, the, the deal that took, you know, the arbitration years, everybody said, wow, he's, he's going to go a year at a time and be gone. And th- there was all this acrimony built up in the media and all this, and th- th- that couldn't have been farther from the truth. He got a fair deal. He got $27 million over two years, which for where he was at two years ago was a fair deal. It was an over. It was, it was a big increase. Uh, and, and now everybody thinks, well, he's going to go. Well, maybe he will, and maybe he will want to test free agency. But I think that's the big question. Does, you know, and, and then if, if the Rockies trade Nolan, that's an if, then what does that say to Trevor about the Rockies? You know, about potentially signing a longer term deal? Oh, to stay here. I don't know. I mean, there, there would be, you would think there would be more money available, but also one great player not here. Exactly. So if I'm Trevor Story, I mean, I don't know how I look at that. I, I, pr- I probably honestly do not look at that favorably. I, I would think that's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and Trevor's a smart guy and he's seen what, you know, what Nolan's gone through and he's seen, you know, the, I, I mean, inherently, Agents are going to tell these guys that there are certain limitations. Again, fans don't want to hear this. I get it. But when you're a market the size of Denver, there are just certain financial limitations that the market puts in place. Now, if you have an owner that doesn't mind, you know, losing a, a ton of money, okay, you you can overcome that. Well, what was the Rockies payroll last year? I mean, it was up there. It was up there. And I, I want to look before I say, but it was... It was, I think, right above the halfway mark. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. I thought I saw at one point thirteenth. I think that's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna look. Um, but I tell you what, I, I just, uh, I, I, I don't know that I see all three of them back with the Rockies. I don't. Yeah, but, but you're talking about before this year starts, potentially. Oh, you think you think there could be a deal done like in the spring of 2021? Yes, I do. Interesting. Uh, uh, you know, and then and I would I would guess that all three guys are back to start the 2021 season, but then as we approach the trade deadline, which I think, unless they've changed, is the last day of July. As of right now, yes. Then, then I could see all three not being here. 
Yeah, and the, the Rockies were 12th in uh, 12th. salary cap payroll okay. last year. All right. 303-263, question, then with a question mark. Why would any good player want to play for the Rockies when year after year they can't win? Oh, there are there are millions of reasons why. Well, well let, let me just say this uh, about that question, because what what to me that implies is the pitching. The Rockies pitched well enough to be a good team last year. They really did. This Now, they had some issues in the bullpen. Yep. But at the same time, the starting rotation going into this year looks pretty solid. It really does. I mean, they're looking for a five, which every team is looking for a five. So, I mean, their top four, you know, in whatever order you want to put them, Marquez, Gray, Freeland, Senzatella, and I don't know that I'd put them in that order with the year Antonio had, but still, that's a that's a pretty good top four right there. The The problem last year was the offense never came around. Now, mm-hmm. again, Nolan, as we find out at the end of the year, had the shoulder issue very early on, and that seemingly affected him. Nobody knew that at the time. So, but but there's no doubt that offensively in that 60-game season, they didn't perform like we all know that they can perform. Now, it, again, that's that's not expected. So where does that leave the Rockies moving forward? Do they think, okay, was that a blip? Was that if we had played four more months, would guys have – I mean, you had no time to break out of slumps, and there was, there was an urgency of guys – uh, you know, scuffled because the season was only 60 games. So how do you look at a two-month season when when trying to project and, and make longer-term decisions on that? I'm going to put you on the spot with, with this question. Um, the Breidich-Aronado dust-up, the best that you know, have both – Move past that? Has one move past it? Has neither move past where, where do we stand with yeah, that? Yeah, I have a hard time. I, I don't know because neither guy is, and to their credit, really goes public with that stuff. I, um, I, I'm Nolan's a pretty intense guy, and it wouldn't surprise me, but I don't know this if you know he remembers. I, I, I think I think he knows what happened and feels like. When you come out as strongly as he came out and said the things he said, it's because you believe those things. Mm-hmm. And so, for and again, I'm just thinking, okay, is he just all of a sudden going to be like, oh, okay, that was just last year and everything? Forgive and forget. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, but but then again, he's such a pro that is is that really going to affect his play? I don't think so. Could it affect where he wants to be? I think there's a possibility of that. Ten seventeen is our time. Dave Logan and Mike Rice today. Uh, Mike's in for Rick Lewis and Kathy Lee. 303-713-8585, the number 56690 on the text line. By the way, if you missed it a little bit earlier, we've got a chance to win 1000 bucks coming up. Text the nationwide keyword WIN, W-I-N, to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. And keep listening for Money on the Hour on KOA News Radio. Before we get back to the phone lines, to the text line from the 832-248. Dave, put enough seasoning and grind her up. Bambi tastes real good. <laughs> I like his style. Uh, I don't. I'm not eating. I, I have never had. I mean, I'm not venison chastising those who've had. No, I think he's talking about rabbit. I think he thinks Bambi. Oh, I was talking that'd about be rabbit. thumper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or bugs. Well, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No, I've just never had rabbit. Uh I, I really don't I don't think I want it. I've never had squirrel. No. Quite certain I don't want that. No, I don't want squirrel either. 
You had quail? Yes, I have had I've had quail and duck and pheasant. I, I've had one of those three. Can't remember which one. One time, pretty sure I'm not going to do that again. I didn't goose. like it. Huh? I've, I've had goose. No, I'm not eating any goose. <laughs> you, you, I'm just not. I'm not a goose. You're eater. not a gamey kind. No, of I, I, I'm, I'm really not. I mean, I like yard bird. Yeah. Beef. <laughs> I've had buffalo. Yeah. So, but. It, you guys are yeah. you guys are throwing in the towel too early on the squirrel. I'm telling you. No, I I just I can't get over. And it. rabbit, rabbit is so good. It's a way above. If it, if it tastes like chicken, what makes it so good? It doesn't taste like chicken. It's like what's it taste like? It's kind of like the dark rabbit? meat of turkey. You know, it's juicy, not dry. It's so good. Hmm. You can make it in a roast. I can just see those rabbit little things roast? hopping around yeah. the yard. Rabbit roast. Have yeah, all your friends your... over for some rabbit <laughs> roast. Rabbit Carrots and onions. <laughs> yeah. Delicious. Oh, man. Huh. No, squirrel is a definite. I, I, yeah, wild squirrel, I no, because I picture the little critters in our backyard. Right? They're not wild. Rabbit roast. Just play the theme song from Deliverance in the background. <laughs> Ron in Pueblo, you're on KOA News Radio. Good morning, Ron. How are you? Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. All right, good. Uh not too much informed about it, but I was uh, reading on my phone that Deshaun Watson wants to be traded, and the Broncos already made a proposal. Wouldn't uh, would not surprise me. Uh, he definitely has asked to be traded. Would not surprise me. I don't know for a fact, but it would not surprise me if the Broncos have made some sort of proposal or at least an inquiry. Yeah, they had like a bunch of people. Well, Locke was in it too, but uh, some round different draft picks. For this year and next year, but I would do it. I mean, seems like the Broncos right away put something up because just a few minutes after I read it, about thirty minutes later, uh, buddy was showing me on his phone. Look, look who they want to trade. I hope they get him. I hope they get him. So, either way, either Stafford or Deshaun. I really preferred Deshaun as younger. Yeah. Of course, but man, yeah. that would quite an addition. Oh, it'd be. I mean, it would be. And Ron, thanks for the call. It would be. Um, it would be unbelievable would if you're you, talking about Deshaun Watson. Would you trade, just totally speculating, because you can only trade first-round picks, what, three years out, right? That's right. Okay, so, and, and was it one of the teams, I forget which one, had four in the next three years? Is that the Jets, I, I think? I think so. Yeah, okay. But would you put on the table to the Texans first-round pick, three first-round picks, a second-rounder, and a guy like Jerry Judy? For Deshaun Watson. Three first-round picks, so the nine and then the next two years. And then the next two years. And then what's what else? And then a, a, another pick, say a second or third rounder at some point, either this year or next year. Okay. And then a guy sort of of the ilk of Jerry Judy. And maybe you'd have to throw in Drew Locke, too, because they would want potentially a quarterback. That's pretty rich. That is rich. But don't you think it would take something like that? Yeah. What, what I would not want to do is I would not want to be leveraged by the Texans. Um, but I would, I mean, I would kick the tires. My, my conversation would be, would be short. I would, I would try to offer, yes, I would offer this year's nine. I'd offer next year's one. I might even throw in 2023's one because here's my, here's my thing. If we can get this guy, the next year in 2023's first is going to be below 20th in the first round. And that's much more of a crapshoot than nine. Right, but yeah, I, I think that highly of Deshaun Watson in terms of a franchise quarterback. It just it just gets back into 
Um, and the Broncos, I think, are going about this the right way because nobody's making any sort of comment. George Payton has a long-term view of how to rebuild this franchise, and clearly it needs to be rebuilt. They do have some good young players, but it's not a we're not tinkering here. I think we're, we're more in the brick-and-mortar sort of rebuilding at this point. He's got a six-year deal. Vic Fangio and his staff, they, they know next year is a critical year for them. They've got to win. So what gives them the best chance to win? Well, if you go out and make a deal for Deshaun Watson, they've got a better chance to win. That's not a slight to Drew Locke. That's just a fact. Right. Uh, Matt Stafford has had many more starts than Drew Locke, uh, has a body of work. So I think your chances are, are better with Matt Stafford. Now, if you can't get either deal done, then how do you – how do you move forward and get the best out of Drew Locke um, and sort of try to uh, amplify some of the good things that he's done? He did do some good things this year. And not only diminish, but drastically cut some of the decisions that he's made with the ball. That's, you know, you, you're in the meeting rooms with him every day. You talk to him. You get to know his personality. Uh, to me... I, I think Drew has the ability to play quarterback in the league. I think at times some of the stuff that Pat Mahomes does and even guys like uh, Aaron Rodgers in some of the off-schedule throws and their mm-hmm. ability, you know, you and I were talking about this before, you know, you see Patrick Mahomes, I've never seen anybody do this, running one way, looking one way, and throwing back the other way. Well, that that's not a sustainable way to play quarterback if you are a mere mortal. I mean, this is not. No, that and Mahomes guy, doesn't even do it all the time. All the time. So there, there were too many times last year where I just didn't see the value placed on possessing the ball. You drive down, you get in the red zone, and then there's a pick. Can't have picks no. in the red zone. Can't have it. Now, is it all Drew? No, I don't think so. I think you know you, that has to be coached out of him a bit. But that's that's the dilemma for all those dudes that get paid a lot of money sitting over there at UC Health Center, eventually sitting in a room and saying, "Okay, uh, we're going to go forward with Drew. Tell me what you like." I mean, that's the dilemma. Can you can we as a staff coach some of this out of him to the point that he can be not only viable next year, but we can be a playoff caliber team? Because if the answer is no to that, then the staff is dead man walking. Yeah, they're done. If you're George Payton, and this is maybe we'll carry this over. If you're George Payton it's and, called you, a tease. And, and you look, it is, you look at this roster and you look at the quarterback position and Drew Locke and you project in your mind, okay, Drew Locke is our starting quarterback in 2021. Is that where I want to be? What's your answer? Hmm. Am I George Payton or Vic Fangio? You're George Payton. I know with Vic it's no. Yeah. It has to be. I mean, you have to, if you're Vic, you're saying we have to upgrade. 1025, we'll come back and continue this conversation. Dave Logan, Mike Rice today in for Rick Lewis and Kathy Lee on KOA News Radio. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Little Rag and Bone Man. In honor of uh, Mike Rice sitting in for Rick Lewis and Kathy Lee. I know Mike's you're a big, a big fan. Big fan of Rag and Bone Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's that now? Rag and Bone Man. <laughs> Listen to this a little bit. I love this song. A little it's bit of a foot tapper. Today. How old's Rag and Bone Man? 36. His real name is Rory Charles Graham. Roy Graham, and now he's Rag and Bone Man. I, yeah. I do like that name. Hmm. Dave Logan and Mike Rice. Mike's in for Rick Lewis and Kathy Lee. Rick's back with me on Monday. Kathy will be back next week as well. By the way, uh, I think I'm okay in saying this because Kathy's got a lot of fans. Her surgery went uh, fine, so she's going to be uh, she's going to be fine. She left the show. At like five five, she's coming back at five nine. So they're just, it's just went, amazing went medical great. technology today. Yeah, it's just amazing in what they can do. Nine seven zero five nine three. Could you please comment on Luke McCaffrey's decision to leave Nebraska? Yeah, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the week. Um, I didn't see that coming. Uh, I th- I think Luke is a terrific player, really good athlete. He can throw it. To me, can move. I don't know what happened in Nebraska, but if I'm a Nebraska fan, I would be more than moderately concerned in terms of how many players have opted out. I mean, I think right now they have one quarterback on the roster that, I mean, and that's uh, Aaron, uh, no, uh, Martinez. Martinez, thank yeah. you. So I don't know. But Luke is in the transfer portal. We had uh, we talked earlier in the week about hey, do you think he's a quarterback? Is he a power five quarterback? I think in the right program. I mean, you've got to you've got to you know is he a pure pocket passer? Probably not. But he's a guy that can throw it. He certainly can move. You can move the pocket. You can do a lot. You can zone read. You can do a lot of different stuff with a guy that has that kind of ability. So we will uh, we'll see what happens. I have no idea. Uh, haven't talked to Eddie for a while, so I have no idea where he might go. Well, and and did Dylan not leave Michigan too? Dylan is a student at Michigan, and he entered the transfer portal six days ago, which would be seven days ago now. Okay, so two McCaffrey quarterbacks are yeah. out there. Yeah, of course, the day, you know Eddie's the head coach at UNC up yeah. in Greeley. Yeah. So would it would it figure that one of them might go there and be the starting guy? I mean. Maybe I haven't heard, but I would I would think that would be a distinct possibility. Certainly an option, you'd think. You know, yeah. Seven one nine seven four zero. I want the Rockies to have an owner who wants to win, not hopes to win. Why would he side with Breidich, and not possibly the greatest third baseman of all time? It's frustrating to watch. Keep the player, dump the chump, GM. 
Hmm. Yeah, I, I I completely get the sentiment. I really do. It's hard not to. Yeah. I think the one thing that I've always taken issue with is say what you want about Dick Monfort as a baseball owner and his the, the work he does in that regard, the competency he brings to that, whatever. I mean, that's that's certainly fair game. That's certainly something that fans can talk about and should talk about. But the, the whole wants to win is just is just absolute baloney. Um, I, I again, having known Dick a number of years, it, th- this is not a, a wanting to win issue. So when people default to that, and even people in the media who default to that, I I just kind of go, well, that that's again, it's a separate issue from competency, and it's a separate issue from you know what you think the Rockies owner, whoever it is, should or should not be doing. So that would be my sort of initial comment on that. And do I think that those are are, are grown men and they know the the sort of the ground rules of their positions, whether it's Dick or Jeff Breidich? Yeah, absolutely. They do. Uh, but but to say that Dick Monfort doesn't want to win is just crazy. It's, I mean, it's just it, to me, it's just wrong. Is Jeff Bradich on on a hot seat? I don't know that. I I don't I don't sense that. I really don't. I mean, I can't say definitively, and I don't want to pretend like I am. But but I my, mean, we're, all, we're you know we're, we're all on a hot seat, yeah. so to speak, right? Yeah, I, I none but, of us have guaranteed contracts, right? But I don't I don't know that there's, I, I'm, I'm, there could be. I don't know that there's anything imminent brewing there. I think I think that would be, that would be something of a surprise to me. 303-713-8585 is the number. I read, read an interesting story. Millennial Grant actually uh, brought this up as well. Where did I see that Tim Cook has said that algorithms are pushing society towards catastrophe? Yeah, he was speaking at a uh, computer privacy and data protection conference. And this is his quote. At a moment of rampant disinformation and conspiracy theories juiced by algorithms... We can no longer turn a blind eye to a theory of technology that says all engagement is good engagement. The longer, the better, and all with the goal of collecting as much data as possible. What are the consequences of seeing thousands of users join extremist groups and then perpetuating an algorithm that recommends even more? And he cited the the U.S. Capitol riots last a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, even the guy that's creating all this stuff is saying that it's harming our society. Well, I I think there's a lot to sort of wrap our head around in that statement. I think there's a lot to to drill down on. Um, We we are seeing, um, you know, certain people, certain groups that are being forced off of social media and social media accounts and maybe maybe it's as simple as sort of where you come down politically, but um, I don't know. I mean, I I think it's interesting that that he made that comment. I, I think it's going to be an interesting next couple of years to sort of see. And I don't, I don't want to turn this into a political uh, debate here, but I but I'm very interested to see sort of the direction of the country, how we in the next 24 months, you know, what do we do? What 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 evidence do we have? Concrete evidence in terms of uh, the direction of a lot of things in this country. And I think uh, 
I think it uh, it merits our attention, our complete attention. Let's let's see what happens. Yeah, there, there's there there certainly is a lot to unpack from Mr. Cook's statement. I mm. yeah, I don't know how much we want to unpack it, quite honestly. Because yeah. because I agree with you, Dave. I think it I think it largely does fall along political lines and one's personal political beliefs. I don't think we've ever been more divided as a country, which you know I don't like, but it's kind of where we are, and I think we have to acknowledge that, and then then we got to decide. I mean, both sides have to decide. Or how do we? How do we go about sort of, you know, patching things up? And I'm not sure right now either side has has that sort of intent. 720487, in the inside and why the Nebraska program has gone south so badly. After Osborne, it's tanked. Yeah, it's not it's not been nearly as good as it was back when Coach Osborne was there. I mean, especially back in the, the 90s, and he was there for a long, long time. Um, I, I don't, I, I think they haven't, I think they've missed a little bit on their head coaching selections. And when they got Scott Frost, I thought, well, here's a guy that turned around UCF in a short period of time. And he's a, he's a former quarterback. He's, they loved him. Maybe still do in Lincoln. I thought that was probably a good hire as it's turned out. I don't know. He's not been able to, he's not been able to get things turned around. He can't keep some of his players, and they haven't been able to recruit the way that Nebraska once recruited. And I, I think, honestly, if you look back retro- retrospectively, was it a good move for Nebraska to join the Big Ten? Uh, I don't know. I, you know. I think the numbers would say, no, that's really that's, that's not the case. Yeah, I, I think it's harder. I mean, the nature of college football has changed so much from when Tom Osborne was coaching there. I mean, Frank Solich, while not the household name and not the sort of the maybe the high-profile name, he actually had some really good years sure and, did. and was sort of a 9-11 to 11 win coach. For, I mean, I'd have to go back, but my you know, anecdotally, as I recall, yes. I, I mean, he was a little better. He's a I, Nebraska guy. He played for Nebraska. Yeah, and so I think it's harder. On the one hand, and I'm not making an excuse, but I think it's, it, it's harder to, just because a program was traditionally strong, say, back in the 70s or 80s, that doesn't necessarily translate to today. Look at what the troubles USC had. I mean, even when Pete Carroll was there, it's pretty clear he was cheating. So it, it has tanked, but do people around here, I mean, for you, that's probably not so bad. Well, I mean, no. I mean, I don't spend a lot of time. Heck, I, I've i got enough to worry about going on in Boulder. In Boulder, right. You know what I mean? With my alma mater, I don't have enough time to to worry too much about Nebraska. But they, but they have, I will say this to the texter's point, they have lost some good players. When yeah. I saw Luke McCaffrey and, and his name mentioned on ESPN is going to the transfer portal, I'm like, yeah. okay, wait. Yeah. What? I agree. That surprised so, me too. Okay. That that's that is not a uh, that is not a, a good a good deal. 303-717. Dave to win. Doesn't a team have to know how to win? That from Pat. I think theoretically, yes. Yes. I mean, you gotta have good coaching. You gotta have some good players. You gotta have a creative you got to have a you know a mindset on what you want the culture of your program to be. All those things go into it. Um, but where I think, you know, where I think that we sort of lose sight on some programs is, I mean, I'm a big believer that coaching matters. You do have to have good players, but I think we've all we could all recount situations where there were good players and the coaches were subpar, and the season didn't go as well as it should have. 
right? I mean, not not all coaching is equal. Same as not all player ability is equal as well. So I don't know if they've got the right coach. I, I mean, I really, I really don't. Cajun Kinney, interesting name from Ken Carl, is on KOA News Radio. Dave Logan and Mike Rice today. Hi, Kinney. Masters. How are you, Kenny? The new Masters. Mike Rice, I love you. Millennial Grant, you know Dave. I've been loving you a long time. Well, we but love you back, Kenny. I don't want to talk, don't want to talk about politics, <laughs> and I don't want to talk about um, any other thing besides CU. They shouldn't have gone to the Pac-12, but I want to be a part of the fashion police right now, if I, if I may. You may. Okay. Now, granted, I'm sitting out here in the sun, and I love it. And I got my uh, socks on and my yellow Crocs. I love them. But how come, since Mike Rice is right there, can he ask uh, the Rock? And that's my dogs. I apologize. They're getting fired up, too. How come the Rockies can't change their uniform colors? And why don't the Broncos change up their colors? Wow. I'll let let Mike talk about you. You want to change the Rockies colors from the purple to what? No, that, no, I love the purple, but the black and the white and the pinstripes. Absolutely. Cause I always, I I love watching the Rockies. What went, I love listening to the Rockies cause I don't see the uniforms, but I want, when I watch them on TV, I'm like, they could, they could, I mean, they're, it's time for them to have a, step up change and same with the Broncos. Um, well, like what would you want? Colorado's the Kenny, wonderful state. Yeah. What would you want the Broncos for instance to be if, or like if the Rockies kept the purple, I mean, I, I I'm sort of having this, this vision of a Maybe, purple teal milkshake uniform that I'm not sure I no, really like. Like Mardi Gras colors, you know, put a little bit of yellow in there, a little bit of green in there. Huh. I mean, a little bit I mean, of yellow I and love, green. I love them. Huh. Yeah, that's I mean, Mardi I think Gras. I think Kenny, hey, you, Mardi Gras. I think you would just give people more to complain about with the Rockies. Mardi Gras. Why do we want the Rockies to look like Mardi Gras? It's not New Orleans. Well, we could be a part of uh, Mardi Gras and a part of New Orleans. <laughs> hmm. I'm just saying, <laughs> Kenny, oh, you doing God. okay today, Kenny? Hey. I'm getting a little concerned all of a sudden. Why? I don't know well, because I, just, I, no, I I love the teams, but they're just—I mean, the Broncos. I mean, they just don't their uniforms. And Dave, you're you're the the main man over there on TV. I mean, they just blah. D- d- dare dare yeah. I ask what 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 color sort of pattern you envision for the Broncos before we go? Well, I don't know. I didn't go that deep into my thinking, mm-hmm. but. But I do think, I mean, if they just change a little bit, go back to their original colors or something, I mean, just for another change-up. And the few times they wore, like, the D with the with the horse in the middle, that looked great. But if you're thinking they're going back to since, what, 1998, 97, 98, when they changed their logo that John Elway, did, he hated? Remember for their... The press conference, well, he, he didn't say he hated it, but he did hate it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Kenny, thanks for the call. Love you too, Kenny. But I don't know. I, I will just say this. I I would not be in favor of color changes. And and, and I I actually like the Rockies, you know, pinstripe classic. I do too. I really do. Yeah, I do too. And I don't think the 
I don't think the Broncos. I haven't had heard any word the Broncos are even contemplating some sort of. I mean, they they get sort of new little updated yeah. things from time tweaks. to time. Tweaks. Yeah. Yeah, but no. Uh, I mean, if you don't have the orange, yellow, and, blue for and the, green. Yeah, that that's come on. Mm. Ten fifty-five our time. We've got an hour left. Dave Logan and Mike Rice today in for Rick Lewis and Kathy Lee. Millennial Grant is here as well in KOA. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Seven the time. Welcome back. Final hour of the show. Dave Logan, Mike Rice today, and for Rick Lewis and Kathy Lee. Rick's back on Monday. Kathy back next week as well. Hey, if you missed it earlier, we've got a chance to win a thousand bucks coming up. Text the nationwide keyword "pay," P A Y, to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Keep listening for Money in the Hour on KOA News Radio. Mike, of course, uh, teaming with Jack Corrigan. They call every single. Rockies games on uh, KOA News Radio. And since Jack Corrigan is a closet Jethro Tull fan, we thought we would we'd bring little little Jethro Tull to Jack before we bring Jack up in the air. This is one of my favorite Jethro Tull songs. Mike, you a Tull guy? Thanks to Jack, I'm starting to. His, his, some of his musical tastes are I know you're off. a big flute guy, so you got to appreciate what they, <laughs> what they bring to the table. Jack Corrigan joins us now. Good morning, Jack. How are you? Good, good morning, Dave. Hello, Mike. <laughs> hey, Jack. Good to talk to you. So, Jeth- to so you. Jethro Tull, did you have the poster in the bedroom sort of Jethro Tull thing? Um, I don't know if you know or not, Dave. One of my hobbies is oil painting, and I actually have... Uh, a painting I did of the cover of Aqualung, among uh, the various things I've wow. done through the years. I did not yeah. know that. Yep. So, yeah, I'm a big Tull fan. They they played at Cornell when I was an undergrad. You, you just can't get enough of Ian Anderson on the flute. There you go, you know. Man. Locomotive breath. Uh, all oh, yeah. the great ones. I, yeah. will, I will say, Jack, you are understating your – your painting skills after after seeing those Rockies paintings you did last year. I am a not that I wasn't a true believer, but man, oh man, you've got some talent there, my friend. Well, I appreciate it. Unfortunately, we've had way too much time on our hands to do my hobby. <laughs> you know, I'd like to be too busy. You know. Yeah. Well, you, uh, you're 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 close to uh, to having that start. Before we talk a little bit about the Rockies, let me um, let me get your perspective on. The Hall of Fame voting. Nobody voted in this year. Uh, some interesting sort of back and forth with Kurt Schilling and the Red Sox ownership. But what what were your thoughts on nobody being voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame this year? Well, I kind of thought that might happen, Dave, um, probably for a couple of reasons. 
One, I know there are some voters who I think wanted to uh, keep the spotlight on Derek Jeter, who's you know was elected in last year along with uh, with the Rockies, Larry Walker. And this year you were going to have both classes be recognized at one ceremony. So maybe there was a little bit of that. Um, you can argue it's, it's a discussion that can go on for a long time about are we just dealing with uh, their abilities on the field? Uh, and in Schilling's case, not so much, you know, what he has done since then. I know Omar Vizquel, who is certainly – uh, qualified to be a Hall of Famer, had his numbers go down a little bit because of uh, some domestic abuse allegations mm-hmm. uh, leveled against him in the midst of the voting. Uh, you know, and, and people have the right to vote. I had, I had problems with the 14 blank ballots, and, and Mike's heard me say this before, Dave. My biggest complaint is who votes and how they vote. You know, quick example, the New York Post, had 11 voters in his 65 plus years of doing baseball vin scully never had a vote who do you think knows more about the game of baseball that's that's my number one gripe about the hall of fame voting most of the time they get it right but but man there are people who are voting who have no business voting so who decides and i did not know that vin scully didn't didn't uh, ever have a vote but who decides I mean, the Baseball Writers Association, uh, who decides as to who actually gets a vote? And how do you how do you go about, I mean, from do you have to die to not have your vote? Is that how it works? Well, I, I do know that you have to have at least 10 consecutive years um, with a Baseball Writers Association of America card, you know, that you're an official member. So it has to be at least 10 consecutive years of covering Major League Baseball for a start. Um, for example, uh, Patrick Saunders, um, because he had a stretch with the Denver Post where he was on the editor's desk and not covering the team, he doesn't yet have 10 consecutive years, so he doesn't have a vote. But somebody who is a columnist, again, just a reference for the Post, who you know shows up a half dozen times, at uh, City Field or Yankee Stadium, uh, but has his card for the consecutive years necessary, gets to vote. And, you know, nobody, and Mike, I think Dave could appreciate this the most after really jumping in and doing it, even in a shortened season, nobody watches a game more closely than play-by-play broadcasters, where you have to watch every single moment um, People who have been around the game, like Scully and, and all the, the guys, you know, Ted Lightner, who just retired in San Diego, Diego for 40 yeah. years of covering, covering the Padres. Do you think they know the game as well or better than anybody voting? I think so. Yeah, I would agree with you, Jack. I mean, you think of some of the – I mean, look, look at the years, the decades you've put in. John Rooney, I mean, you can go up and down the list of, of long, long-time excellent uh, broadcasters, whether it be radio or TV – and and somehow the voice isn't there, isn't isn't to be heard when it comes to Hall of Fame input. Yeah, you know, to the writers' credit, most of the time they get it right. Yeah, I thought they got it right this year. Um, I think Todd Helton's numbers would be even better uh, in terms of his eventual induction if 
the the votes still weren't centered so much in the Eastern time zone. I think there are a lot of people who never saw Todd play in person or, or just once in a while. And there are only four first basemen since 1900 who have better numbers than Todd in, in many categories, and they're all in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, that's, that's a pretty easy choice, and yet there he is right around 50%, and it'll probably take him two or three more years before he gets in. Hope he does. I mean, I, I think that could happen. Let me ask you about one guy that was up this year, uh, Kurt Schilling, uh, who was a hell of a pitcher, I think, prior to uh, the, the actual vote. Uh, he was at about 70%. You need to be at 75%. In your mind, is Kurt Schilling uh, a guy that should be in the Hall of Fame? You know, I, I, for me, if I was a voter, um, I, I, that would be a long one to decide. There's no question he's one of the great postseason playoff pitchers in the history of the game. He had some years in his career where he was good, but maybe not great. I probably would have voted for him, but, but he would have been one that I would have thought about a little longer. I would have voted for Scott Rowland for sure, Vizquel for sure, who I saw. Um, I would probably vote for Gary Sheffield. Um, I think Andrew Jones deserves more consideration. So uh, it, it's not an easy task. There's no question to that. I mean, the football guys go through the same thing. I mean, come on, how long does John Lynch have to wait to get in? You know, that's, it, it's, it's not easy. To, to make those choices when only so many get in. That's why it's called a Hall of Fame. I get it. 11.15 our time. Jack Corrigan, uh, our guest, uh, he and Mike Rice, of course, call all the action on uh, KOA News Radio with the Rockies. I was talking to Mike, obviously, before you came on, Jack, about um, all the things that are kind of at the forefront of Rockies fans' minds. And um, you can start with Nolan Arenado and sort of what is going on with him. And now... There's a story about Trevor's story, and will he, after this year, be with with the Rockies? I mean, what what does your gut tell you in terms of both of those players and their future, both short-term and long-term? Well, you know, I think talking to people uh, around the league, Dave, I mean, when you look at this offseason with how COVID impacted on last year, how COVID still has a chance to have an impact on this year. There's a lot of uncertainty in the game. And while there has been a decent amount of activity here in this offseason, it's only been a few teams. You know, the Padres feel like they have a shot. So, you know, they pushed all their chips in. I mean, if, if one or two of those guys they traded for don't pan out or guys who had good years last year kind of, uh, revert back to the mean, uh, it may not pay off for them. If it does, you know, then, then the risk was worth it. I heard you talking, uh, you and Mike, earlier, you know, in the, in the Broncos situation. You know, if you feel a guy can help you win now, uh, you're going to make those considerations. If you're a little less certain, you're, you're taking a more cautious approach. And, and teams like the Rockies, and you could look at the majority of the teams that haven't done much, uh, they're more dependent on stadium and ancillary revenues uh, because their media money is not 
anywhere close in the Rockies' case to the other teams in the division. Give you some perspective if the fans are upset about uh, the Rockies not doing much. In the entire National League Central, uh, there has been a total of moves equating, and I don't know what the numbers were for Wainwright, who supposedly is signing again with the Cardinals, but before that, $4.5 million total for five teams in the offseason hmm. is what they have added. So that just tells you teams in uh, cities with similar circumstances to the Rockies, the Brewers, the the Cardinals, um, you know, those teams, have, the Astros have not spent much money other than bringing Michael Brantley back, you know, so in a sense that's already part of their contract. Um, the, the Cubs got rid of some people. They just signed Jock Peterson. That's pretty much trading Kyle Schwarber for Jock Peterson in terms of, of money. So uh, I, I'm not surprised that the Rockies have been cautious. Um, they did get hurt financially because how great the fans are here in terms of supporting the team um, and to have nobody in the seats for an entire season is is very impactful on an organization like the Rockies. So when you look at your high-priced players, uh, sometimes you have to make tough decisions, and, you know, that, that includes Nolan and Trevor just – like the Broncos with Justin Simmons, you know, there's no doubt you want to keep them. They got to decide, can they? Yeah, and and to that end, Jack, do you see? Uh, I guess there's a couple, uh, maybe a two or even three part question here. Number one, do you think Trevor will want to test free agency? And then, as as sort of part of that, do you think that both will? Do you think there could be a deal in the offing? for either one of those two guys before this regular season starts? Um, you know, again, two great questions, Mike. I think in Trevor's case, Trevor's a, a very low-key, private person. Um, I don't think for him it's necessarily about, hey, I need to be in L.A. or I need to be in New York. Uh, obviously, there's some pull to go back to Texas where he grew up and where he still lives in the off season. Um, so, I mean, there's always those kinds of things. Uh, I think from the Rockies perspective, they're, they're weighing um, values and, you know, just and and right now, just like you said earlier, Dave, when you talked about uh, George Payton and, and Vic, that they're, you know, kicking the tires on Matthew Stafford or, or, or analyzing it a little farther. Does that make sense? Does Deshaun Watson pay off? You know, the, mm-hmm. the Rockies, every team in baseball, they check in with other teams almost on a, on a daily basis. Uh, I'm sure the Angels get calls about Mike Trout. Would they trade him? Yeah, probably not, but if somebody gave them – a Herschel Walker-like opportunity, they got to at least listen. And I think from the Rockies' perspective, with Nolan um, setting the economics aside for a moment, just talking about player talent, if if somebody wants to give you, you know, two or three of their top prospects and and one or two everyday players that they already have on their big league roster, you're not doing your job if you don't listen. It, it doesn't mean it's close to a deal, but, but those things happen. Um, and to be honest, Mike, the, your second question, I, I really don't know. 
I don't know who Trevor's representation is, so I don't know if um, his agent is one that says, hey, we got to test the market. You know, we got to see what your value is, even if you are going to stay with the Rockies. So um, I would think if the Rockies did move on Nolan in making a trade before the season or early on in the season, that probably just accelerates their efforts to um, sign Trevor to a deal because you don't want to lose your two best everyday players, you know, but yeah. Sometimes business puts you in a tough spot. Before we let you go, and again, we're talking to Jack Corrigan, voice of the Rockies. He and Mike Rice, uh, who is in today for Rick Lewis and Kathy Lee, will have every single Rockies game this year right here on KOA News Radio. And I'm, I'm getting excited uh, for the start of baseball season here pretty quickly. I am asked this a lot, whether uh, especially during baseball season, and especially around this time of year where on a yearly basis the Hall of Fame class uh, for that particular year is announced. Uh, I know you don't have a vote, Jack, but what are your feelings on Pete Rose and whether or not he should be or not uh, included in the Hall of Fame? Well, uh, the thing I, I, I lump Pete with, with Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, different reasons, but the same thing. In, in Barry and Roger's case, um, you can throw Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa in there as well. Um, whether you have the, the, the concrete evidence, there's enough empirical evidence that they did something against the game. You know, they, they did something to gain an advantage in the game, and you should pay the penalty for that. If Pete had just bet on baseball as Joe Citizen, and especially in light of all the betting we can do now, I probably would say Pete should be in, but the fact that Pete was betting while serving as the manager of the Reds, I think that has to exclude him because you just can't have somebody inside the game with the ability perhaps to manipulate the outcome being allowed to gamble. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. I was told by a longtime baseball uh, guy uh, that it, that is still – writing for baseball. He thinks Pete Rose will get eventually inducted into the Hall of Fame, but it will be posthumously. Yeah, I've heard I've heard the same thing and I think that's kind of one of the things that you know in that little bit of uh, uh, acrimony between the baseball writers and now the veterans committee and Pete that um you know, whether it's petty or not, yeah, they'll put him in because his numbers obviously deserve his inclusion. Same with Bonds, but and Clemens for that matter, too. But but I don't think they're going to put them in while they could, quote, enjoy it, unquote, if you will. Yep. Jack, thanks for the time. I look forward to, to hearing you and Mike together coming up here uh, quickly. But in the meantime, enjoy it, and uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds great, Dave. Thank you. All right, Michael. See you later. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Jack. That's Jack Corrigan. He and Mike Rice will have a lot of action. You guys, uh, spring training's basically know. around the corner. But yeah. are you are you going? Are you? I don't know. I mean, I, nobody I, knows yet. Well, nobody knows, and there, the season may not be starting on time. I don't know that MLB knows that yet. So we're sort of waiting for marching orders uh, from MLB about you know the timing of everything. I mean, I know just re- just last week. Um, Maricopa County down in Phoenix, Phoenix. Uh, basically requested MLB that the Cactus League start, or the Cactus League requested that they start 
late because of the higher infection rate in Maricopa County. So whether that happens or not, I don't know whether or not we're down there and and covering it day in, day out like we normally are. I don't know. We're just going to have to kind of wait and see how all this plays out. Yes, we are. 11.26 our time. Contact number is 303-713-8585-56690 on the text line on KOA News Radio. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Eleven thirty nine. Final uh, segment of the show. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee off today. Rick's back on Monday. Kathy a little bit later next week. Mike Rice, kind enough to sit in as we uh, wrap things up. Melinda Grant's been a little bit quiet today. He has. You got a podcast going here soon? I've got one every Wednesday now. Nice. Taking it for granted. The podcast. Go check it out, please. The Grant Smith Podcast. Uh, from the 719-641, Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. From the 720-376, Kurt Schilling is a crazy person. That's clear, but he should be in the Hall. Let's be real, it's just a museum. Yeah, I think, um, I think Kurt Schilling, I think Kurt Schilling would be a borderline Hall of Fame guy. I'd have to, I'm with Jack on that one. I would... I would really dive into the numbers and and all that. I my hunch tells me I would probably end up voting for him. Yep, the bloody sock. We talked earlier about Luke McCaffrey uh, transferring from the University of Nebraska. Nine seven zero five nine zero. The internet killed Nebraska football. Once these kids realized that there was a world outside of Nebraska. They're able to leave and go to places that had beaches and warmer weather and realize that other programs had better facilities than Nebraska. So the Internet is what brought Nebraska down. <laughs> Do you not think that Luke actually uh, was familiar with some of those other programs? Nebraska was not his only choice. They had a lot of choices. Yeah. So there's something going on at Nebraska. If it, if it were just Luke McCaffrey, I would say, well, I mean, sometimes that happens. Sure. You compete. You, you think you should be the guy. You turn out not to be the guy. For whatever reason, the coaching staff goes in a different direction. Um, and so you don't want to sit there and not play. So there's options nowadays that players are able to to take advantage of and go somewhere else and play. I get that. But it's not. it was not just Luke McCaffrey. There have been other players that have transferred out as well. And, and I'm – shoot, I'm going to try and look it up. The There was another – son of a well-known former player. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner, thank you. Yes. Who also he was and his son is a wide receiver. Yep. Not a quarterback. Yep. But also is transferring from Nebraska. And there was another there was another one a few weeks ago, I thought. Yeah, they've had I think four in the yeah. last couple of weeks. Yeah. That's a lot. Yep. 
970302, this one for you, Mike. Cleaning out our shed yesterday, I found this catcher's mask. think it dates back to the late 1800s. Hmm. It is so cool, in caps, wondering if I can get it appraised somewhere locally in Greeley. Thanks. Yeah, I, d- I don't... You spent a lot of time in Greeley. I did, yes, and I don't know that, but... I bet there's somebody who knows where you can get it appraised, if not in Greeley, somewhere in the Denver area. I wonder how you would know that it dates back to the late 1800s. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe there's a, a date on it somewhere based on like a who made it or what year or something like that. My dad would wear a catcher's mask when we would play catch in the backyard. <laughs> Wasn't sure, huh? Now, I mean, you know, just to be, I mean, not all the time, but just to be safe. At his old catcher's mitt, and I'll never forget. I was in high school, and we went out to to play catch, and it was right before dusk, and my parents had this wooden fence around the perimeter of their property, and my dad backs up against the fence, and so I, I you know, I back up and we're warming up, and then I'm starting to throw, and there's one pitch, and I will never forget the fear. In my eyes and in my heart, there was one one pitch that I threw that quite obviously my dad did not see. Oh. And it went by him and hit smacked against the wooden fence behind him. And he like he never moved until the bang of the fence. And I was like petrified. I oh, thought, oh my God, I could have killed my dad. Yeah. So that was, and I, I'm pretty sure I stopped then. I said, you know, I've had, I've had enough pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he wore the catcher's mask. Oh my that. goodness. Um, 303-945, what's the name of Grant's podcast? I missed it. I'm pretty sure it's the Grant Smith podcast. No, it's, well. Oh, is it not the Grant Smith no, podcast? not. Taking it for granted. You know what? What the, where, where the hell have I been? I mean, that's just. Even I knew that. But Can I see? I'm sure if you searched it, it would come up because it says my name on the title. But it's taking it for granted, my bad. Yeah, which I like. I think that's a cool. I do title. too. I like that. Yeah, and Grant's eminently familiar with that phrase around here. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, it seems like a logical pick to the name of a podcast. But yeah, and it's uh, it's out everywhere you can find podcasts, including the free iHeartRadio app. Nice. So just give it a search. It's also up on our KOANewsRadio.com page too. You know, this is a burgeoning career. Well, hopefully. for you, Grant's a talented guy. You know, I don't have to tell you that. No, absolutely he not. He carries me every time I fill in because I'm asked to fill in for three people. He reminds me of that uh, <laughs> after the show. He calls me. You know, Dave, I like Mike, but I'm getting tired of carrying him. Um, yeah, so he carries me when when I when I fill in. It's it's better to be with you than for you. It's better to be with you. To be doing the show with you as opposed you. to for. Because I like, I mean, we never work together. Yeah. So we haven't done this in, in quite some it's time. It's been some time. And now you, I mean, now being a full time Rockies uh, guy with Jack Horgan, I mean, your your schedule is uh, a tad bit busy. It's, it's, a, it's a little different. How tough was it for you, you guys? I mean, I know we did something similar. Uh, how tough was it to call road games off of monitors yeah it's tough and what's tough about it is that they give us an all and what's called an all nine they give us like three or four different angles they call that all 22 in football which is like above top of the stadium behind home plate so you see all the players but you can't see their numbers so 
you know, if a guy's going to try and steal a base, you can see that he's off and running. And then really what, what we're doing is basically watching the same feed that you're watching at home from center field. And so you're really at the mercy of the director because of the, I, there was one, and I think they were playing the Diamondbacks. I can't remember for sure, but there was a line drive to right. Charlie was out in right field. And by the time the director got to the shot of Charlie, he had the ball. And I had no idea if he caught it or if he played it off the bounce. I was listening to you driving down Spur Boulevard at the time. Wrong. I'm wondering what the hell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what the hell? What happened there? Yeah, I, I know. It, but you know what? It's that's going to happen. Uh, it's it's obviously not ideal, but you just roll with it because that's what you got. It's all you can do. Yeah. We uh, Rick and I would go down to Empower Field at Mile High when the Broncos, obviously when they were playing there. And I don't, I don't use the monitor too much to call the game when I'm actually able to look out of the press box and see the game. Right. But most obviously this year, for the first time, we're calling the games from Empower Field of Mile High that are even being played on the road. So I'm using the same, same sort of vehicle that you were forced to use, the All-22, to where you have an idea. But, but you also trying to – I had three monitors in front of me. You're calling uh, the All-22 stays on the field at all times. There's no commercials. Then there's the TV uh, broadcast that people at home are seeing uh, with the delay, and then there's the the TV in real time. Right. So, but but it can be, you know, it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a challenge. I will say, sure. uh, obviously, being in the studio for all the Broncos games, so I, I listen to you guys pretty closely. You never would have known that you were not on site. If if you can understand the double negative, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Not no. not on site. Thank you. Right. It, it sounded like you were there. Didn't miss a beat, and it was cool. But I also knew that you weren't there, and you know there are some challenges. There are that that are associated with that. Yep. For sure. From the seven two zero two zero three, Grant, the podcast is great. I love the interview with your brother. That from blank Smith. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Mom. That's Thanks. your mother or your father. Uh, 720203. Hey, Dave, your project for the weekend should be to go oop, refresh. Uh, where did we go to? Hey, Dave, your project for the weekend should be to go to your nearest Cajun restaurant and try some fried gator. I... You're going to like it, Dave. Yeah. If it tastes like chicken, why don't you just order chicken? That would be my. That, that's a. I'm dead on it. De- dead serious about that. Well, well, the first time you have it, like when I when I tried Gator Nuggets, I didn't know what they were going to taste like, so I was like, "Well, okay, I'll try them." And they the texture was a little bit different, but they they kind of tasted like chicken. Yeah. So you know, with respect, I'm just going to order Yardbird. I mean, why do I need to order fried Gator if it tastes like chicken? Right. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Or I get I, your reasoning I, behind it. Yeah, but you don't ever want to try alligator just to see what it's like. Okay, I'm I'm stuck on this now. My little pea brain. I've got a little you know little bitty brain and a big big head. So if it tastes like chicken, what's the purpose of ordering fried gator? It if it tastes like chicken, I'm cool ordering chicken. Well, then we're cool having you order chicken. Yeah, I mean I, I you know I, I'm just not one of these. I like different different meals for sure. I don't know about the squirrel. No, I'm not squirrel. No, I'm not having rabbit. I don't really care for dove. 
you know, Peacock or whatever, whatever you people, whatever oh, the hell. Man. I mean, I've had friends. I mean, animals do, you would never eat. No, I do the show for, forever for, with for, Scotty. For Three hundred, I mean, please, Alex. He was dead serious. Oh, he used, used to eat. Used to eat squirrel. I'm like, yeah. there's something ass backwards about that. Don't knock it till you try it, Dave. Wait, wait. I'm not having squirrel. Scotty ate squirrel. Oh yes, that's oh, where it first started. It's where come it first on. started. I mean, you gotta have, you gotta have more than just a little country in you. Uh, and and come on, I'm just saying. I, I just I just think of the squirrels in the backyard, and I and there's no. I mean, no, I can't do that. Well, I there's your weekend on. assignment, Mike. I can't go do back that. into the backyard. Can I tell you a quick take story? Take out your pellet <laughs> yeah, gun. No, no, I would take out the bow and arrow. We had some friends over. This was a year and a half or so ago, and we have rabbits in our neighborhood all over the place. So we do our, too. our boys have this little bow and arrow target set. Well, our Uh-oh. boy's friend literally was using the bow and arrow. And the next thing we know, we see that I'm just going to say, we see this little rabbit scurrying across the yard with an arrow through it. Oh, oh it was... <laughs> That's and the then, beginning of your and stew. Then, and then listen, oh no, but listen to this. Oh. So, so it runs under our deck and dies in between the post and the side, the concrete side of the house, like in the middle of this huge deck. And it's like, and the arrow is still in it. So it's like, how do you, and it was like wedged in between the post and the, Oh, I'm just telling you what. Oh, I, how'd you do? I know you got under there, got it. I did get under there and get it. Yes, I'm, I don't need to go into details, but let's just say it didn't last there. <laughs> Rabbit killer. Seven two zero eight four one. Gator. Seven two zero eight four one. Gator meat batters better than chicken. You're ordering for that batter. Okay. 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 I say I wouldn't have known that. I'm not a gator nugget connoisseur. I mean, do you, do you get the fried chicken for the batter? Or the chicken. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, it still doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense to me. Uh, 970-408, if you can touch on it, why is Rick and Kathy gone? Love this baseball talk. Love that Love that hearing who votes for half of, or for Hall of Fame is a joke. Real baseball knowledge should be the voters. Yeah, Rick Rick, uh, Rick took today off, headed back down to, uh, to Arizona, spent some time with his family. He'll periodically do that, and all is good. Kathy has had a medical procedure. And so she's going to be back with us, I think, Wednesday. I think things should be better by then. Um, 303-475, last minute or so. If you go back and look at any passes uh, that Luke McCaffrey threw, a challenging one to find one that he threw a spiral. Uh, I, I, no, you know, I, I've seen, listen, I saw Luke McCaffrey up close and personal. Um, he's a very good player. He can throw the ball well enough to play quarterback. That is not, that is to me, not the issue. Now I'm not there. I'm not in practice. I don't know, you know, anything going on in the Nebraska program. I'm just telling you, he's got a good enough skill set that he can play quarterback. Well, and he started a handful of games and, and Scott Frost, when, when Luke transferred, as I was reading the story, Scott, they brought up whoever wrote the story, brought up a, a, a quote by Scott Frost. It said, you know, was, saying very good things about Luke and yeah. his future with the program. And, you know, yeah. it didn't promise him a starting job, but you got the sense that Frost really liked him. But who from, knows what? From the same, who knows? From the same texter, 303-475 postscript, Luke McCaffrey wanted to play quarterback. He wasn't willing to move to a different position. I think he would have been a hell of a slot back 
guy or wide receiver, but he wanted to be quarterback. Yeah, I think guys nowadays, if they really feel like they can play quarterback, they want to they want to compete at quarterback. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that to a certain degree. Now, ultimately, if you go to another program and, and then they come to the conclusion, hey, listen, you're going to be a slot guy or outside guy, well, then you're probably going to be a slot guy or outside guy. But I still think that, um, that he can play quarterback. And finally, from the same texture, threw six interceptions, one touchdown pass. Yeah, well, might be him a little bit, might be the offense, might be some of the concepts. I don't know. I didn't see enough of Nebraska to really have a, a valid opinion on that. Final text or 303-994. Wow, you just cured me from ever trying rabbit. <laughs> Thank you, Mike Rice. <laughs> no problem. Glad yeah. I could contribute something today. Gosh. Rabbits scurrying across the lawn with <laughs> arrows in them. I don't know. That, that is going to do it for our show. Damn, I'm glad, too. Thanks to Millennial Grant, doing a great, great job. Mike, appreciate you coming in. Absolutely. Thanks Mike Rice today in for Rick Lewis and Kathy Liam. Dave Logan News is coming up next. And to follow, Mandy Connell is back. She'll take you from noon to three. Have a great weekend. Be safe. See you Monday on KOA News Radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.